Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Welcome to episode 31 of the Blarney podcast. Coming up in this week's episode, we look ahead to the return of the Aviva Premiership and Sunday's match with Leicester Tigers at Medeski Stadium. And we hear from London Irish Head of Operations, Glenn Delaney, as well as an interview with Jeb Sinclair on his return to the club after the World Cup. And we speak to ace head coach Declan Danaher on how things are progressing for his side this season. And we bring you all the latest news out of London Irish and a preview of what's on at Medeski Stadium this Sunday. And now for London Irish team news, which is of course Tom Coventry's first selection as head coach as we head into the Aviva Premiership opener this weekend versus Leicester Tigers. The back three is made up of Andrew Fenby at fullback with Alex Lewington and Topsy Ojo on the wing. Tom Fowley, who this week signed a contract extension at the club, and Ern Griffin link up in the midfield with Chris Noakes and Brendan McKibben named at halfbacks. The front row features Tom Court, David Pace and Halani Olika. Olika just back this week from the World Cup with Tonga. George Skivington captain the side from second row alongside Matt, Su- Matt Simmons with Jeb Sinclair, Luke Narraway and Rob McCusker named in the back row. Drew, a very big physical side. Do you think that's with Leicester Tigers and their prowess at the mall in mind? Yeah, I think we'll go through the Leicester team shortly, but I think the two obvious thing in both teams is there's no out and out fetcher, two big packs going up against each other, a lot of grunt, a lot of power. It's going to be physical out there. It's Leicester Tigers. Um, they've got a new sort of head coach in Aaron Major who will bring a little bit of flair to that back line, but they'll, they'll not lose their, their hard edge up front, which is what they're renowned for. So immensely physical. Whoever wins that Battle up front will likely go on and, and win the contest. And they are both two big packs, but a, quite a very fast, elusive backline from London Irish. Exciting to see Tom Fowley and Owen Griffin linking up together and the likes of Lewington and Ojo and Fenby proven try scorers. There's some firepower out there. Yeah, certainly there is firepower, especially that back three that you've just alluded to there. Andrew Fenby, Alex Lewington scored plenty of tries in the last couple of seasons. Topsy Ojo, again, he's, his role has changed a little bit over the last few years, but he's still a proven try scorer in the Premiership and I'm sure he'll want to get his name on the, on the score sheet. Tom Fowley, young lad who's re-signed, as you, as you say, um, earlier this week. Big chance for Tom. Tom's come through the ranks really well over the last few years. Um, more than capable of holding, holding his own in the Premiership. Uh, big battle with Peter Beetham, who's actually not an out-and-out centre, he's more of a winger. So um, it'll be a great battle. Two players who have got pretty similar sort of attributes going head to head could be a really good contest uh, Owen Griffin inside him Owen had a had a, a mixed season last year he ha- obviously had a bit of uh, a struggle with injury but came back brilliantly towards the end um, of the season and I think him and Tom will strike up quite a good partnership in, in, in the midfield and if we just quickly run through the bench from London Irish there's a lot of impact that can come off that bench and also great to see some of the players who have come through the academy systems getting a call up so just going through the bench, you've got Jared Ellis, Tom Smallbone and Leah Halavatau, who scored two tries against Harlequins last week. Uh, you've also got Owen Sheriff, David Cece, Scott Steele, Shane Garrity and Fergus Mulcrane. So a lot of lot of talent and some real experience as well has come off that the, bench. The key there is you want to make changes, you don't want to lose anything. And with the names that have been listed there, you're not going to you're going to get impact everywhere. 
You've got Gerard Ellis, whose physical will carry. I think if you see Gerard Ellis coming at you after 60 minutes of a of an intense game of rugby, it's going to be it's, it's not going to be the first thing you're going to want to see. Tom Smallbone, whose work ethic's been outstanding, brilliant scrummager, as is Leo. Uh, Owen Sheriff has been hugely impressive during pre-season. Um, supporters will know all about David Cece and what he can offer with his work rate and power and physicality around the park. And then three replacements who... You know, all very unlucky not to be starting. Scott Steele, who was outstanding last year, you're going to lose nothing with Steely coming on at nine for Brendan. Shane Geraghty and Fergus Mulcrone, two proven London Irish Premiership players. So it's great to see that that depth that we've been looking for over the last couple of years is starting to bear fruit. Um, brilliant 23, and as I say, it should be a great contest. We'll, we'll come on to the to the Leicester starting. 15 now um, and as always with Leicester very powerful lots of depth um, starting at fullback for Leicester Matthew Tate who is captain in the absence of Ben Youngs on the wings they've got former London Irish player Adam Tomstone and Matt Smith and in the midfield Peter Beetham and the Fijian Seremiah Bai Tommy Bell starts at fly half the former Wasp who's in his second season at Leicester Tigers with Sam Harrison at number nine and up front, they've got the big Samoan, Logovi Molipola, Greg Bateman and Fraser Balmain at tighthead. Mike Williams, who joins the Tigers from Worcester Warriors, is at number four with Mike Fitzgerald, who Tom Coventry will know very well from his time at the Chiefs, at number five. And in the back row, Tom Croft at six. Lachlan McCaffrey, the Australian who had a year at London Welsh last season, at seven. And big Lawrence Pierce at number eight. So, again, very strong on paper. Um... And Mike, obviously, the last three meetings, it's been uh, a winner piece in the Premiership. We won at Welford Road in November and uh, Leicester came to the Medeski and, and won that game in, in, in February. So I think in, I've been at the club for five years and I think in the, in the five years, I don't think we've beaten Leicester at the Medeski Stadium. So that's got to change surely and uh, maybe Sunday could be the day for it. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, the London Irish team is impressive, but so is that Leicester side. A lot of power up front, like you said, the like of Muller-Polar and Croft have proven proven uh, carriers especially um, but I feel you know out wide is where Irish will probably hope to get them if you could, like you said the battle's going to be one up front um, but with the pace and the elusiveness that Irish have got in that bat line then hopefully that's where they can start to start to find the breakthroughs and the replacements for Leicester Tigers 16 Harry Thacker 17 Ricardo Brugnara 18 Tiziano Pasquale 19 Sebastian De Chavez 20 Bigger Petty Fanua, former London Welsh, Tongan International, uh, plenty of go forward there. <laughs> 21 Ben White, 22 Owen Williams returning from long term injury, and 23 George Catchpole. So they're the two lineups, two squads. Matt Carley is the referee, very good Premiership referee. Uh, so it should be a great game, and we're looking forward to it. It's been a long pre season for, for the club, for us in the off field team, and obviously for the players, it's been a long pre-season of training and they're itching to get out there so we're all very much looking forward to Sunday. Well I'm delighted to say we've got Glenn Delaney, uh, it's easy for you sir. <laughs> I'm delighted to say we've got Glenn Delaney joining us now on the Blarney podcast. Glenn great to have you uh, on board again for uh, another episode you're a, an old favourite of the of the podcast. Thanks so. very much just <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Right, let's start firstly with news we released earlier this week. Tom Fowley, mm. he's signed a contract extension for two years. Great news for London Irish. He's one of our 
homegrown a talent uh, academy talented players um, come through the ranks and it's great that he's with us for another two years yeah totally agree I think it's um, very much a priority of ours to um, ensure that uh, the very best talent that comes through our system remains in the club um, you know Tom's proven that he's a, a, a top end premiership player uh, he's proven that he's capable at the international level with the 20s um, so there's no reason for us to even remotely consider um, not letting Tom you know, achieve his potential with this organisation, with this club, and move through into the first team and give him that opportunity to um, uh, make, a, make a genuine claim to make one of those, uh, those back shirts his own. And we've got genuine talented players coming through the ranks again. I mean, it might have, you know, obviously with the, it's been well documented, the players that have left us over the years, but, you know, even better news this week that Johnny Williams and Theo Broffy-Clues both named in the England under-20 squad uh, for, for this season. And obviously there's a home world championships at the, at the uh, back end of uh, the season as well. So great news that those two are involved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, they're, they're both in a year young as well. They've come out of the 18s programme. So, you know, again, it's um, it's proof that the London Irish Academy is back and, and producing talented players that are, that are going to be, um, I guess, fulfilling their potential with us. And um, really a testament to, you know, in those guys' case, Paul Hodgson's done a great job with them, you know, Declan, um, uh, Nick Kennedy as well, uh, in that academy environment. They're um, really, really showing us that the talent's there. We can retain that talent. We can improve it, enhance it. And um, for those lads to um, be caught up into that 20 squad is, uh, is a great achievement and one we're very proud of. Looking ahead to Sunday, the opening game of the Premiership. Three new signings in the starting lineup. We've got Rob McCusker, who's obviously joined us from the Scarlets, Brendan McKibben, and Matt Simons. So we've got, you know, it's a, it's a big opening four rounds and a big start against Leicester. Obviously, a side you know well from your time with, Nor- uh, with Nottingham as well. What, what can we expect to see, firstly, from Leicester? Yeah, I think the, um, the challenge has really been uh, for all of the clubs, really, is, has been managing personnel and that's been the hardest thing with with a huge amount of international players playing in the premiership these days um, all clubs are bereft of, of high end quality so uh, how those players come back and integrate has been a challenge for all of us and you know Leicester are no different they've been a notorious hothouse for um, for international players both English and foreign and uh, you know certainly um, they've got a, a good contingent of English players which uh, you know those guys aren't in the squad for this week but um, bringing back in um, Longovi Mulipolo is, is, is great for them had an injury layoff and uh, missed his spot at the World Cup, but obviously is, uh, is ready to go now. But you look at their team, Peter Beetham's a new signing from the Waratahs, so it'll be interesting to see how he acclimatises to playing 13. Um, outside of that, there's a couple of other new players, you know, Bateman's come in, um, then the second row for them, Fitzgerald and Williams. Uh, Williams are from Worcester and Fitzgerald from the Chiefs, so Tom and Matt will know him. So you get Fitzgerald and Simons having a go at each other, that'll be good to see. Um, the reality is Leicester are a very strong squad, um, and you know, one guy who's going to come off the bench for them will be Opiti Fenua, the uh, Tongan uh, uh, Man Mountain. He is uh, he is something different, and um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for us later in the game when he starts coming on and, and trying to create holes. So we, we're going to have to match the physicality. Leicester are uh, a very strong set piece orientated team. They're, they've got a lot of challenges at the moment with Aaron Major taking over the running of the uh, the rugby program. So the reality is that they'll be trying to play in a different way. Um, we've had a good look at them, and uh, there's certainly a a Southern Hemisphere and influence, which um, clearly we're going to have as well. And from from London Irish's point of view, the replacements really jumps out. There's players named on the bench who genuine starting players. So that sort of shows us the depth that's slowly starting to to be created at the club as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, you look at our bench, and, and you know Scott Steele, Shane Garrity, Fergus Mulcrow were all starting for us in the last year, two years. Um, so that's great. Um, good news for us there. You know, Tom Smallbone's come through at a very good pre-season. Um, Owen Sheriff gets his opportunity off the bench and. 
you know, nice to see David Cece back in the London Irish shirt. He, he's he's gone to Bath. He's back on loan from from Bath for the season, which is which is great for us, and it'll help David as well develop. But uh, look, we're very happy with with how the squad's performed over pre-season, and um, you know, there's there's more to come. You know, we're developing. Um, when when you change, I guess, a coaching philosophy and, and you're moving things, things don't necessarily happen overnight. Uh, but we remain very positive that uh, Sunday is going to be a, a great opportunity for us to show how we're playing now. Um, certainly give the crowd something to shout about. It's been five months since the last competitive game, and the last time we played at the Medeski was a fantastic occasion, a great game. So, you know, I'd like to think we can we can give uh, the supporters what they're after, which is a, a, a very strong attacking London Irish side. And two players that will come back into the London Irish fold over the coming weeks, Blair Cowan and Sean Maitland, both named in the starting lineup for Scotland for their World Cup quarterfinal with Australia on Sunday. Again, great great for the club to have those two players in those stages of the of the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, it's um, Sean's been in there right from word go and has, has proven himself, but Blair's had a slightly different route. He, uh, he wasn't named in the original squad and you know, he took it pretty hard. He's a, he's a proud Scotsman, um, Blair, and he was, he, was, he was really dejected after the... Uh, Initial rejection, but um, yeah, funny things happen. And got an injury call up and played very well against South Africa. And um, lo and behold, he's he's going to start. They're going to go two open sides against two open sides. Yeah, so it's going to be a huge battle for him, isn't it? Against oh, huge! Yeah, you know, look, from Pocock. for for a man in his line of work, Blair, this is the ultimate. Is playing against uh, Hooper and Pocock. So mm. uh, they've really shown that playing those two 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 guys with two groundhogs on the floor that can turn ball over. That's a challenge. So for Hardy and, and for Blair. That's going to be a great day at the office and one I'm looking forward to seeing. And I guess as a proud New Zealander, how are you feeling ahead of Saturday? A showdown with the French in, in Cardiff. Eight years ago, we all know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> there's, lots of, there's lots of chat coming out of the French camp about you know, revolts against the coach and all of this. I mean, is this all mind games? Or if you're in the all-black camp, what are you going to be thinking? You're just going to... Well, try, try and not take any notice. Geez, the big positive is Wayne Barnes isn't refereeing it. That's, <laughs> that, that happened eight years ago. It didn't go very well. Um, look, can you ever trust the French to turn up? You don't know what, the, what you're going to get. And you know, I remember four years ago there was turmoil with Mark Levermore was the coach, yeah. and the team were walking out. It was chaos. They made the final. Um, you know, look, who knows what's going to happen? And from a New Zealand perspective, these are, this is the most nervous game we ever have is against the French because. They just all of a sudden turn up. I remember, and this is going back to '94. They they came to a tour of New Zealand and played Canada on the way through and got cleaned up by Canada. And next thing, turn up one two test in New Zealand. Thanks very much. And we had Jonah Lomu and these sorts of characters playing. So you never know what you're going to get. And uh, you know they'll be a handful for sure. And the quality they have, and you know the the bodies they have. Pickamol's playing brilliantly. You know, there's some big men and some big game players. And actually. When the pressure's off them and there's turmoil, that's when they're at their absolute best. And I think that's what we're going to get from France. So New Zealand are going to have to be very good to win through. And the the challenge New Zealand have at the moment is they've not really had a test since the Argentina game at round one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's going to be their biggest uh, biggest sort of, uh, I guess, Achilles heel is the fact that they've not actually been put under pressure. They're going to be put under pressure this weekend. Are you brave enough to make any predictions? Well, brave or silly. Um, look, I'm hopeful that New Zealand will win. Um, I guess we're supportive of Scotland but I think Australia have been the form team so far so um, I think Australia moving through would be uh, a big one um, of the other games I think Ireland are in pretty good shape um, and again that'll be that'll be a challenge for them to, to see how they how they push through and then in the other game I don't know it's it's a tough one you know the Welsh have looked pretty good um, they've got probably the biggest Injury list in the history of the modern game of rugby union. I think they're down to their ninth choice backline. 
Um, but probably that's the one exciting thing from Wales is they've proven that there's enormous depth yeah. because they're still performing. So and they've been in real high spirits around Hazel the, the last week, haven't they? Yeah, it's been look. They've been great to have here, and um, you know the, the two programs. It's been a real interesting challenge for us because we're the only training venue that has a, a professional rugby program running at the same time as World Cup. So we've been very fortunate that um, we've got good relationships with uh, with their team and their strength and conditioning people. So the programs have worked together really, really well. So um, you know, look, we've we've seen how they've gone through it, and um, you know, all I can say is that at World Cup quarter final time, it's any given Sunday. And any of these teams can win. Perfect, Glenn. Thanks as always. Thanks as always for your time, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again in the in the near future. Good luck. And we're now joined on the Blarney podcast by Declan Danher. Dec, thanks for joining us once again. And we'll start with the news that Johnny Williams and Theo Brophy Clues, both named in the England Under Twenty squad, great news for them and great news for the club as a whole. Yeah, great news uh, for the club and for their development, and just a testament to the hard work they put in this summer. And over the summer, we're going away with the 18 to South Africa. So um, it'll be exciting to see them both uh, with uh, play for England at some point during that Six Nations and hopefully showing what we know they can do on a, uh, on a bigger stage. And Johnny is a product of the London Irish Ace Scheme. Um, you're the Ace Head Coach. Very successful season so far. You're five from six with winning over Beach from this week. How's it all going? Yeah, it's, it's going good. We were obviously disappointed to lose at home the week before to, to Bicton, um, but it was a good performance from the boys in the end to, uh, to win a close game, which was uh, 20 points to 13. Uh, like you said, we've, we're five from six, we're top the group. Um, we'll find out this week uh, who we're gonna play in almost like a knockout type competition in the South League. And then hopefully um, we go well in that and uh, we will see at the end of those three games where we get a shot at um, hopefully winning the league overall and going up against uh, the top team in the north but look, we've been in this position before um, and I think the South League is an, an incredibly tough competition with the Exeter Colleges uh, Beecham who've just joined um, Filton and Henley so uh, we'll have our work cut out to, uh, to top it in the end And the A scheme is a great opportunity for young players to get an opportunity to move into a professional environment and there's open trials soon for next year's ACE scheme. Can you give us a little bit more information about when that is, what it will involve and how people can get involved? The two trials are both on a Tuesday, the 3rd and 10th of November. They start at 6.30. Uh, anyone who'd like to apply, obviously go to the London Irish website and they'll find the link to it and then there will be a link there to my email. Um, if you want to apply, you have to send a rugby CV to me. Um, and then we will see you on the third for the first trial. The first trial will be some testing, so uh, some sprint work, some fitness testing, and some basic skills, and then we'll have more of a, a game emphasis on the 10th. Um, the trial is open to anyone. You don't have to be within our academy remit to um, attend or apply to go to St. Paul's. Uh, St. Paul's is the school uh, where the ACE boys uh, get their education. Um, so if there's any, uh, any anybody wants any information on that, then you can go to their website. Uh, St Paul's in Sunbury upon Thames and uh, and check out them academically um, but we have a, a very good relationship um, in terms of rugby and education at the moment so it's the, the scheme seems to be in a good place. And Declan could you just give us a, a brief uh, rundown of the, the breakdown between sort of your academic studies and your rugby as well and generally how it works week on week? Look, generally how it works is the, the chances of anyone making it through to, to being a senior academy, let alone a professional, is a, is a bit like winning the lottery. So we've got a heavy emphasis on 
um, on your education. Um, boys have got a choice between A-levels and BTECs, um, and it works out at 10 hours of rugby a week. Um, that's a mix between pitch sessions, gym, physio, um, and that's sort of spread across the week. Uh, Wednesday is obviously game day when the boys play their games. Uh, but then around the week, we, we normally train either early in the morning or after school. And then you spend the majority of your day at school. Um, we think there's a, a big um, big link between education and uh, and rugby and in sport in general. That if you're, uh, if you're doing well academically or striving to do well, then hopefully that will improve your, uh, your chances as an, as an athlete and uh, to hopefully go pro. And the ACE scheme, we've mentioned Johnny Williams with the under-20s. We've had Tom Fowley, who is also another product of the ACE scheme, just signed a contract extension. Dave Cece, another product of East um, on the bench this weekend against Tigers. So there is a really good pathway for players who do prove themselves on that ACE scheme to maybe push for a senior contract at some point with the club. Yeah, there is. And look, anyone joining the scheme, um, you've got to realise, as coaches and the scheme, will do its utmost for you to potentially get a chance at being a professional rugby player. But at the same time, it comes uh, as a player. It's it's about massive amounts of hard work. You don't walk in the door, get someone sprinkles a little bit of stardust or fairy dust on top of your head, and two years later you come out as a rugby player. Uh, what you put in is what you will get out. Um, and the harder you work, and the more you drive yourself, and try to learn from both myself and James Lightfoot Brown, and the wealth of knowledge we have. Um, hopefully, we can put you in a in a good place to potentially get that contract. But like I said, it is a bit like winning the lottery. Um, and, but we have had some good players come through in the last couple of years. Brilliant. Well, Dave, that's all from us. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast, and we'll have you back again soon. We're joined by Jeb, Sin- Jeb Sinclair on the Blarney podcast. Jeb, thanks for joining us. Uh, you returned to London Irish last Friday after the World Cup campaign. Uh, can you talk us through what the tournament was like for you and the experience of playing in a, in a Rugby World Cup, your second Rugby World Cup? It was um, it was unbelievable again for the second time. Um Everyone in England was, uh, you know, in the four cities that we stayed in, um, was unbelievable and, and really great hosts um, and always sort of went out of their way and bent over backwards to make sure we had everything we had. Um, obviously, with some of the, the short turnarounds and, and some of the travel days, we uh, we probably weren't as sharp as we would have liked to be on, on uh, race day. But, um, you know, I think overall, especially in that Italy and Romania game, and uh, parts of the French game, um, we were a pretty good outfit, and uh, it's it's pretty disappointing to actually come away without without any wins. But you're you're back here at London Irish, and I guess you have to put that behind you quite quickly because the first game of the Aviva Premiership this <coughs> Sunday, big test against Leicester Tigers, and and you're straight in there in the back row. Yeah, no, um, no, no rest for the for the wicked, I guess they say. Um, yeah, but really, I mean, I, I was happy to to come back as as soon as I could take a couple of days off um, just to travel back down and then, um, you know, unpack my kit, put the Canada stuff away and, and break out the Irish gear. Um, it's been pretty tough being away from the club actually the last um, two or three months because, you know, I was hearing about like what great things were going on and all the new stuff that was getting put in place and I was a bit, you know, gutted that I wasn't able to be here for the for the whole time. I spent a bit of time here um, in uh, July, but... You know, it was a bit homesick, I guess, to come back and get back back with the boys. And, you know, there's so much positivity and, uh, you know, excitement for the season. that I was looking forward to get back as, you know, as soon as I could. And, and I'm happy that I got picked in the first game. Um, and, you know, doubly happy that I get to start in uh, my first my first home owner, uh, opener in the uh, my fifth season. 
I was going to say, you've been here a long time now, Jeb. What's the atmosphere and the, the coaching style and the general atmosphere around the place and how's it different to, to where it's been in previous years? Yeah, I mean, well, one of the atmospheres is guys are tired of preseason. I mean, it's been really long with the way it's worked um, with the World Cup. The guys have been in here working hard for a long time. They're definitely ready to, to get out there and play. Um, they're chomping at the bit. Um, and the excitement is sort of through the roof with the new coaching staff and the new systems and the new players. A couple of those new boys are featuring on, on Sunday. So, you know, it's exciting to see, um, you know, what they'll bring and, and how the boys are interacting with them. So, yeah, you know, just a positive and excited attitude. And for Canada in the World Cup, you played in the back row, you played in the second row as well. You're playing in the back row on Sunday. Obviously, you just want to play, but have you got a preference um, no, I mean, it's quite, it's quite different, um, you know, especially, uh, especially against teams like, you know, Leicester, you sort of want, um, you know, what, they're just going north-south and they're just um, coming at you with the physicality, so you need sometimes a bit more, a bit more bulk in, in the back row, and then other times when you play teams like Quinns, you want a bit more of uh, a genuine Lucy who's a bit you know, quicker off the back and stuff like that. So it's horses for courses and, and um, you know, all the fields are still nice and, and the weather hasn't changed too much. So um, it's good to be in the back row and in those situations. Um, and I, you know, the Tigers are one of my favorite teams to play. Um, I think we've had some pretty close games against them um, the last couple of years and turned them over last year at home. So They'll come looking for blood, and that'll still sting a team like them. So um, we're just looking forward to get the first four points on the board on the league table. Perfect. Well, Jeb, thanks very much for taking the time to join us. Great to have you back at the club, and all the best on Sunday. Sweet boys, thank you. And as always, there's more than just the rugby on shirt at the Medeski this weekend. Andrew, do you mind running through some of the activities that will be going on throughout the day? Yeah, well, uh, as supporters will well know, there's two big... Rugby World Cup quarterfinals on either side of our game. We've got uh, one o'clock, it'll be Ireland against Argentina, which will be live on the screens in the Windsor Lounge in the club room. And also that'll be on in the crack as well. And then post-match, there'll be a delayed feed of the Australia versus Scotland quarterfinal from Twickenham. So we urge supporters to stick around afterwards and enjoy that, what should be a great quarterfinal. The real to see Blair Cowan and Shaw Maitland both in action. Absolutely. Both in the yeah, they've this they've week. both been announced in the, the two-team starting lineup for... For, uh, for Sunday. Uh, big test for Scotland. Australia have probably been the standout team so far in this World Cup. Um, but anything can happen in a quarter-final. And it's great to see that Blair and, and Sean are both both being named. And at half-time, we've got a new game, Catch-22, which you'll see on Vale in front of you on Sunday. Uh, and post-match, the Megastore will remain open. The Megastore will actually be open from 10am to 6pm on Sunday and will remain open throughout the game. And that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so we can bring you the news that you want to hear. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.